said, you've all heard this thing. When they came for the homosexuals, I said nothing because I was not a homosexual. When they came for the socialists, I said nothing because I was not a socialist. They came for the communists. I said nothing because I was not a communist. They came for me. There was nobody to say anything because I didn't do anything for them, etc. You're listening to Reparations in Action here on Black Power 96.3. Uhuru, my name is Brendan McCoy, and I am the host today for White Lies Shattered, a series of the podcast Reparations in Action, produced by the African People's Solidarity Committee, the organization of white people working under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party, led by Chairman Amalia Shatella, and organizing for reparations to African people. Reparations in Action is honored to be broadcast on Black Power 96.3 FM, whose studios are in the Uhuru House in St. Petersburg, Florida. Black Power 96 Radio works not just to explain the world, but to change it. You can get the app for Black Power 96 on Google Play or the Apple App Store and listen wherever you are located. Reparations in Action is biased on the side of African and oppressed peoples. We stand in full solidarity with the right of all colonized people to gain their independence and exercise self-determination, including the Palestinian people and African and indigenous people inside the borders of the U.S. and around the world. We believe reparations to African people is one of the most important questions of our times and is one that demands action on the part of European or white people. We salute Chairman Amalia Shatella and the African People's Socialist Party for leading the African Revolution and developing the theory of African internationalism, the theory and worldview of the African working class that guides the African Revolution and which we credit for all of the understandings and analysis provided on this podcast. Today, we're going to speak with a representative of Jews Against Colonialism, as well as the chair of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, Jesse Neville. We'll also speak with Ruby Gittleson, longtime member of the African People's Solidarity Committee in the Office of Reparations and Economic Development, working under the leadership of Deputy Chair Ona Zene Yeshitela. We're going to talk about the importance of Jewish people standing up and smashing the fallacy that Israel represents all Jewish people. We'll talk about the reality of the genocidal colonial state of Israel, as well as how the word anti-Semitism has become a weapon to be used against those struggling against the terrorist group known as the Israel Defense Forces. To set up this discussion, we'll listen to Chair Jesse's presentation at the recent Jews Against Colonialism event. Afterwards, we'll go more in depth with Jesse, Ruby, and Chairwoman of the African People's Solidarity Committee, Penny Hess. So here is the presentation given by Uhuru Solidarity Movement Chair Jesse Neville at the December 27th event, Jews Against Colonialism. Uhuru, Uhuru, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Chairwoman Penny Hess. And thank you to everybody who is, uh, who's tuning in and who's participating in this important event tonight. I'm very honored to be here. And I just really, really want to salute that brilliant uh, opening presentation from Chairwoman Penny. And I also want to uh, welcome uh, Comrade Dalal, who joined us here in person. Uh, many people are tuning in online due to the weather here uh, in St. Louis right now. We've got some snow going on, but we do want to appreciate, uh, you know, making the effort to, to be here in person tonight, as well as Comrade Amanda here. And uh, I want to, um, you know, profoundly salute 
the leadership of Chairman Omalia Shetela and the African People's Socialist Party and just reiterate what Chairwoman Penny Hess just said. And that statement speaks for me and speaks for all of us who are members of the African People's Solidarity Committee and the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, that we are the organization of white people under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party with the assignment to go back into the white community and build solidarity with the African revolution. And this organization would not even exist if not for the leadership of Chairman Omalia Shetela and the African People's Socialist Party. And as Chairwoman Penny has said, uh, everything I'm about to say is based on a message that the chairman has been putting out in general, but also specifically to Jews for 50 years. And I uh, came into contact with this organization about 14 years ago. And it was early on back then that I first heard the powerful message that Chairman Omalia Shetela was delivering to, to those of us uh, with a Jewish background on our responsibility to stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people and with all colonized and oppressed peoples. And I also wanna salute Deputy Chair Ona Zane Yeshatela for her incredible, brilliant leadership in the African People's Socialist Party and all of the members and leaders of the African People's Socialist Party worldwide. And again, I wanna acknowledge Chairwoman Penny Hess, my direct leadership in the African People's Solidarity Committee, who has been doing this work under the leadership of the party for 47 years since the founding of the African People's Solidarity Committee in 1976, fighting to build reparations, fighting to build so genuine white solidarity with black power and who also wrote this book, Overturning the Culture of Violence, which I will be referring to uh, a few times in this presentation. So this, this presentation is to speak to this question of Jews against colonialism. And everything that we present tonight, again, is based on the understandings of African internationalism developed by Chairman Omalia Shetela, which is important for us to say not just because it gives credit to where the ideas come from, but because it makes the point that this discussion tonight is not abstract. It is tied to a strategy to forward the struggle led by the African working class and colonized peoples of the world to overturn colonialism under the leadership of the African revolution. Jews against colonialism is a call by the African revolution for white people for the Jewish sector of the white population to abandon the traditional opportunism that has characterized our community in this country, in Europe, in what's called Israel today, for the past 75 or more years, where the majority of us have been complicit, active collaborators or beneficiaries of the colonial settler state of Israel and its brutal occupation of Palestine. Today, the ground is shaking beneath our feet. October 7th was just one example of something profound that is happening in the world. The anti-colonial struggles of the oppressed peoples have forced a profound shift in the conversation, even among Jewish people in the United States. The Jewish consensus on Israel is forever ruptured. We have seen thousands of Jews come out to protest to say no more genocide in our name, causing great panic for the colonial establishment. The question that the African People's Socialist Party 
And Chairman O'Malley Shetela challenges us to face in this event tonight, however, is how do we go beyond protest? How do we go beyond sympathy and well-wishing towards a genuine principled stand of anti-colonial solidarity with the Palestinians, with Africans, with indigenous people, and all colonized peoples who are fighting for liberation. As the horrors inflicted by the Israeli state continue to intensify in Gaza and the West Bank, and the Palestinian people courageously fight back, I would like to start off by stating that as the African People's Solidarity Committee, Uhuru Solidarity Movement, Jews Against Colonialism, we have complete unity with the position of our leadership, the African People's Socialist Party, which has always stood in unity with the struggle of the Palestinian people for national liberation. We are completely and unequivocally opposed to the Israeli state. We recognize that while this government of Israel calls itself the Jewish state, it is in fact, as Chairman Omalia Shetela says, an illegitimate white nationalist colonial settler state built on stolen and occupied Palestinian land, modeled in every way on the settler states of Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, Canada, and indeed the United States of America. All of the land currently known as Israel is a land that belongs to the Palestinian people from the river to the sea, every last millimeter. On October 7th, when the Palestinians broke through the cage of the open air prison known as the Gaza Strip, the US ruling class media reported that the quote, the Palestinians had invaded Israel. But we are clear, Israel is occupied Palestine and it is impossible for a Palestinian to invade Palestine. It is their land. The state of Israel was founded in 1948 which means that my father is older than the state of Israel. As Jews, like most people in this country, we are indoctrinated to believe that the colonial settler state of Israel was founded in 1948 in order to prevent a second Holocaust after the killing of 6 million Jews in Europe by Nazi Germany. This twisted explanation for the Israeli genocide against the Palestinians has prompted our leadership, Chairman Omalia Shetela, to famously observe that the Palestinian people had nothing to do with the Nazi Holocaust. The chairman has asked if the Jewish state was necessary as a form of reparations and justice from Germany for its crimes against the Jews, why not take Frankfurt or Berlin? Why should Palestinians have to pay for the crimes of white people in Europe? The answer, of course, as we learned from the chairman, is that the creation of the Jewish state was not truly done to heal the trauma of Jewish suffering or as part of a struggle to protect Jews from the violence of European white power. The political Zionist project was devised by a sector of secular, atheist, petty bourgeois, European Jews with the full support of colonial white power and the imperialist governments of that era as an avenue through which a sector of the European Jewish population could integrate into European imperialism to advance our own interests within the colonial mode of production at the expense of the Palestinian people in a system built on the backs of African people. A cursory glance at the history of Zionism 
the ideology created to justify the theft of Palestine, reveals that the Zionist invasion into Palestine began decades before Adolf Hitler had even learned to walk. And yet the Nazi killing of Jews is still upheld as the primary justification for the creation of a Jewish settler state in Palestine. Those of us who are exposed to Zionist indoctrination, are, which is not just Jews, which is most people in this country, are taught the colonial lie that the Zionist settlers arrived in an empty Palestine, a land without a people for a people without a land, they say, who made the desert bloom. The truth is that the Zionist settlers, European Ashkenazi Jews, came to Palestine with the support of British imperialism, stole a thriving and beautiful land at gunpoint, carried out what the Palestinians refer to as al-Nakba, the catastrophe, the slaughter of over 15,000 Palestinians between 1947 and 1949, the expulsion of over 800,000 Palestinians, the destruction of over 500 villages, all the while chanting, never again. It is the position of the African People's Socialist Party that as Jews, we have to be absolutely clear that we are for the total emancipation of Palestine and the right of the Palestinian people to free their land. We say no to the settler colonial state of Israel, down with Israel, down with Zionism, down with colonialism. Palestine has the right to exist. No one has the right to exist at the expense of the colonial domination of another. The Jewish voice must be for a one free independent Palestine, not a two-state solution in which the enslaved are expected to live side by side with their enslaver. There are only two sides, the colonizer and the colonized. It is impossible to condemn both, to say that you oppose the violence on all sides. We will not condemn the Palestinian resistance. We demand an end to the hideous, unspeakable horrors being carried out by the US-backed Israeli terrorists against the Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank. And we will not denounce the organizations who are leading the resistance of the Palestinian people or condemn their right to use any means necessary to free their homeland from the colonial settler occupation regime that has terrorized them for the past 75 years. We believe further that it is the responsibility of Jews to vocally and loudly reject the cynical, exploitative use of Jewish victimhood or anti-Semitism as what Chairman Omalia Shetela correctly identifies as an ideological and political weapon of the colonial ruling class that is used to silence, smother, muzzle, discredit, destroy African Palestinians and other people who speak out against Israel and against colonialism. We have seen attacks on Palestinian students, on African students, even Jewish students, such as at Wash U, where a Jewish uh, art student, who I think is, is possibly in this meeting with us tonight, uh, was, was targeted by the police for displaying a banner that said, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. There are ruling class publications today, like Wall Street Journal, who are suggesting that the word genocide should be taken out of the vocabulary now because now the word is being used to describe what Israel is doing with, to the Palestinians. And in their view, 
the word genocide was created only to refer to what happened to European Jews at the hands of other Europeans in what is referred to as the Nazi Holocaust, which is elevated in the colonial narrative into a singular outstanding act of human evil that you can't compare to anything and you can't even explain it in the context of history. But as the chairman teaches us, the context of history is the only way to explain it. What happened in Germany in the 30s and 40s was that the violence at the heart of European imperialist white power, the violence that white people had committed against Africans and other oppressed peoples for centuries without a word of protest from Europeans, including Jews, was turned inward against a sector of the European population itself. Germany's first concentration camps were not built in Auschwitz. They were built in Namibia on the far southwest coast, where in the early 1900s, the German government, with the complicity of German Jews, exterminated nearly the entire Herero and Nama populations. It was in Africa where Germany developed all of the methods of torture and extermination later used to target Jews. But at the time of Germany's Holocaust in Africa, there was no word for genocide in the English language. Penny Hess wrote in Overturning the Culture of Violence, quote, no white people, including Jews, protested when Africans and other colonized peoples were being slaughtered by the millions by European and American powers, end quote. And genocide, the word, was created by a Polish Jew named Raphael Lemkin only after the Second Imperialist World War and the Nazi persecution of Jews. Only then was it adopted by the United Nations with a legal definition of a crime called genocide. Not when King Leopold in Belgium slaughtered 10 to 20 million Africans in Congo. Not when tens of millions of indigenous people in this land were slaughtered by Europeans and forced onto concentration camps euphemistically called reservations. Not when thousands of Africans were lynched, hanged from trees, burned alive, tortured, and mutilated by white terrorists in the U.S. for over 100 years. And when African people took Raphael Lemkin's definition of genocide to the United Nations in the early 1950s and said, this is what America is doing to black people in its own borders, Lemkin himself denounced them and said that Paul Robeson and others were working as agents in a criminal Russian conspiracy. The same bogus, slanderous charge being levied today against Chairman Omalia Shetela for doing the same thing. As Chairman Omalia Shetela teaches us, this distortion of history takes the Jewish experience out of the context of the colonial mode of production, which is responsible for the killing of Jews in the first place, and places Jews in a dangerous, precarious position of being separate from the rest of humanity. As Jews against colonialism, we are against the use of anti-Semitism as a weapon against African, Palestinian, and colonized peoples. And we denounce the Zionist baby killers who cloak themselves in the Holocaust like a ghastly human shield as they perpetrate a Holocaust against the Palestinians. Chairwoman Penny Hess in the same book later asks, where are the Jews who will use their experience in Germany as an opportunity to stand in solidarity with African and oppressed peoples? The Uhuru Solidarity Movement is that opportunity. Under the leadership of the African Revolution, we can end our self-imposed exile from the, from the human family 
and in a principled way become one with the struggles of African, Palestinian, and oppressed peoples. We can be a part of the forging of a new principled revolutionary socialist anti-colonial stance of Jewish solidarity with Palestinian, African, and colonized peoples. We can go beyond sympathy, beyond tears, beyond just calling for a ceasefire as if we want to rewind time back to October 6th to the status quo of Israel's colonial suffocation of the Palestinians. We can join the struggle with the rest of humanity for an end to colonialism and for the liberation of all. This struggle did not begin on October 7th, and it did not begin in May of 1948 with the establishment of Israel, and it did not begin with Zionism. It began with the assault on Africa over 600 years ago, as the chairman teaches us. It began with the birth of the colonial mode of production, that the oppression of African people is the source, the foundation, the cornerstone of the whole system. When the Palestinian people sent messages of solidarity to Africans rising up in Ferguson in 2014, it was because of the recognition that Ferguson is Gaza. But more than that, as the Palestinian, uh, as the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine said at the time, quote, the Black struggle leads the world, end quote. It leads the world because the whole colonial world order is built on the backs of African people. That is why we say, as Chairwoman Penny has said, that as Jews and as white people in the United States who stand for a free Palestine, we cannot walk over the bodies of Africans, indigenous people, or pass their righteous resistance movements to give what would ultimately amount to empty words of well-wishing to the Palestinians. Without the support of U.S. imperialism, Israel would not last a week. And without the oppression of African and indigenous people, U.S. imperialism would not last a day. The chairman has said, would there be an America without the oppression of African people, without enslavement, without genocide and theft of land from the indigenous people? No, 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 a thousand times no. So for Jews in this country to truly unite with the anti-colonial resistance of the Palestinian people, we have to carry out our front of the struggle here in the belly of the beast, the Palestine right here. We can truly renounce Zionism by renouncing colonialism. And that means facing the fundamental truth that if we're in the U.S., we are settlers in the largest and most destructive colonial settler state the world has ever known. A colonial settler state also occupied by white people who claimed that God gave it to us, which we stole through extermination of the native people and which was built on the enslavement of African people. Genuine solidarity requires that we take responsibility for our history as white Jews in relationship to the open air prison of the United States where Africans, indigenous, and Mexican people are held in a state of colonial captivity. When Jews left Europe in the first half of the 20th century, most of us did not go to occupy Palestine to join the settler state of Israel. That came later. First, we came to the settler state of the U.S. Like all other groups of Europeans who fled persecution and poverty in Europe to seek riches and happiness in America, we found our better way of life the American way, the capitalist way, by climbing up on the backs of African people, on the stolen land of the indigenous people. 
When Jews came to the U.S., we ascended from poverty to wealth in one generation, accumulating resources by opening up businesses in Black communities, exploiting the forcibly impoverished, colonized, resource-starved African as a stepping stone to greater success for our communities. We became white through participation in the colonial enterprise of African exploitation. Facing this truth and fighting for reparations is how we take responsibility for this history. Organizing in solidarity with the African revolution inside this country and around the world puts us in unity with all of the colonized peoples fighting the same enemy, colonialism. So we wanna close by saying that some Jewish people will hear this message and say, well, if the Palestinians take back their land, what will happen to the Jews? Where will they go? What will be swept from the face of the earth from Palestine and everywhere is colonialism and slavery. What will remain is freedom and those who fight for it. What becomes of the former colonizers will depend on our relationship to the struggle against colonialism, to the struggle for freedom. The question, the same question applies for white settlers here in North America, in South Africa, or anywhere else. Our future will be determined by the stance that we take. So our message to Israeli Jews, let the Israeli government have to fend for themselves. Let Netanyahu, the butcher, have to fend for himself. For himself. Their days are numbered. Let's turn our backs on the colonial ruling class. Colonialism is on its deathbed. The future looks like a free Palestine, a free Africa and African people, a free indigenous people, a free humanity without oppression and exploitation. Chairman Omalia Shetela said recently, quote, Jews need to turn against the sector of the colonial bourgeoisie that claims to represent the interests of all Jews and join with the struggles of the colonized peoples of the world, end quote. We can have a future, but not at their expense. We can have a future, but only in solidarity with the rest of humanity. That means we have to stand up, get organized under the leadership of the African revolution, join the working group of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, Jews Against Colonialism, under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party, victory to Palestine, victory to the African revolution, colonialism must go, unity through reparations, Uhuru. Uhuru, and joining me now is uh, the speaker we just heard from, uh, representative from Jews Against Colonialism, Jesse Neville, uh, as well as longtime APSC member Ruby Gittleson and uh, chairwoman of the APSC, uh, Penny Hess. Uh, thank you all for joining me here today. Uhuru, and thank you so much, Brendan. And I also want to join in, in welcoming Comrade Ruby Gittleson and Comrade yes. Jesse Neville. And, you know, I just, I just think this is such a historic period that we are in. And as people know, we are the African People's Solidarity Committee, the organization of white people under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party and Chairman Omalia Shetela. And Comrade Jesse, I just really want to salute you for a passionate and brilliant call to other Jewish people and really all white people to join in genuine solidarity with the liberation of the Palestinian people, African people, and oppressed and colonized peoples on the planet Earth, and uh, and and just laying out, you know, the science of that based on African internationalism, which is the understanding of the African People's Socialist Party that sees the world through the eyes of the colonized and the oppressed 
and working peoples on this planet and enables us as white people to begin to see the world in this way and to, you know, to have our conclusions that the leadership of the uh, the world revolution and, and the, quote, progressive uh, leadership on this planet is the struggles for national liberation of African, Palestinian, and oppressed people. So it's very, very, very uh, exciting. And I, you know, I just, your comment that the, the unity um, of Jewish people with the settler colonial U.S.-backed state of Israel is forever ruptured, mm-hmm. you have said. And, um, and basically, you know, what you are addressing is this narrative that what, what Europe did to other Europeans, you know, it challenges this, um, the, this sort of prevailing narrative that what Europe did to other Europeans is the worst crime against humanity right. and that it's, or that even that is the only real genocide in, in history yeah. when in fact millions and millions of African and indigenous peoples were slaughtered in the process of building the current colonial capitalist system, including, you know, the state of Israel as we're seeing. And, but this is taken for granted so, yeah, I just want to, you know, open that up and have you comment on that and, and just, you know, salute again your, your really brilliant, principled and powerful winning statement and call to, to all Jew- Jewish people to get on the forward side of history. Oh, for real. Thank you, Chairman Penny and Brendan Ruby. Um, I really appreciate, you know, being able to discuss this. And uh, I just want to Thank you, Chairwoman Penny and, and Comrade Ruby, for, for being veterans of the African People's Solidarity Committee and, and having been out there working under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party uh, since the early days of, of the creation of the Solidarity Committee back in the 70s and taking on this stance in the world and just that, um, you know, that setting the example that I, I strive to emulate. And of course, I want to salute Chairman Omalia Shatella. And, you know, as I stated in that presentation, uh, the, the job of the Jews Against Colonialism working group of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement is basically to take the message that Chairman Omalia Shatella has been saying to Jewish people, to white people as a whole, for, you know, decades to take that to other Jews, to be messengers of African internationalism to fellow Jewish people. And the point that you were just talking about, Chairwoman Penny, about, um, you know, the, this whole question of genocide and the Nazi Holocaust and how that's used to obscure uh, the, the normalized colonial genocide and violence against African indigenous people. Um, I, I just wanted to quickly quote from something that the chairman said, actually, uh, in 1989, November 1989. OK, so I was probably being born around the time, uh, around the time that this uh, burning spear was published. And this is from a presentation the chairman gave at a, a conference sponsored by the African People's Solidarity Committee called the Conference Against Racism. And uh, the chairman is talking about this exact question. And he said, he said, you've all heard this thing. When they came for the homosexuals, I said nothing because I was not a homosexual. And they came for the socialists I said nothing because I was not a socialist. They came for the communists. I said nothing because I was not a communist. They came for me. There was nobody to say anything because I didn't do anything for them, et cetera. 
the chairman says, you started in the wrong place. The truth of the matter is when Jews in Germany were Germans and Germans were murdering Africans and Southwest Africa and other places, there was no fundamental contradiction. You should have said when they came for the Africans, I said nothing. And the chairman goes on. What was visited upon the European people in Europe was what was happening to Africans for hundreds of years without any kind of resistance from Europeans. And this next sentence just sums it all up. He says, there couldn't have been a Holocaust in Europe without first a Holocaust in Africa. So powerful. That's from Chairman Amalia Chatella in 1989. Wow. I mean, yeah, just, just Chairman gets to the heart Mm -hmm. of the reality and, you know, and takes, takes the white colonial narrative out of it and turns it right side up and enables us all to see, because when you hear the chairman put out this kind of understanding, you're like, yeah, that's yeah. so true. Of course. How, how can I deny that? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think this is such an important question. And I think it's one that a lot of, of Jewish people here and around the world are grappling with and, mm-hmm. and wanting to take a correct stand. And I, I see that in different kinds of actions that, uh, that, that Jewish people are doing, going to, city halls and, and into Congress and doing different kinds of things mm-hmm. um, in support of the Palestinian people. And I think that that's, that's really powerful. But I think that we do have to go further, like yeah. we're saying, because yeah. the question begins with the settler state of the United States, right. um, the genocide of the indigenous people. Let me just say that I am reading or rereading this powerful book by Ward Churchill called A Little Matter of Genocide, The Holocaust and denial in the Americas, 1492 to the present, really saying that the true Holocaust denial is mm-hmm. the denial of the genocide of, of the indigenous people, which he argues mm-hmm. is when when you look at the entire um, the entire the reality of indigenous people from Alaska all the way through the Americas, the Caribbean to South America, the tip of Chile. You're talking about territorially and in the numbers of people and over the longest period of time, the greatest genocide that's yeah. ever happened yeah. in yeah. the history of the planet that went on and involved, as he says, every class of white person. Yeah. You know, the, the bourgeoisie, but work, white workers too, just as white workers lynched African people and stood for... Um, the, the colonial terror against against African people and enslavement inside this country. But Ruby, as as a Jewish woman in the United States, you know, this whole question that you always hear, this this slogan, never again. Mm, yeah. But yet, you know, how hypocritical is that? Um, because it means never again, um, you know, for to in order to maintain and 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 stabilize this uh, this colonial to be able to sit on the pedestal of the oppression of Palestinian and other people. So, yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, I think it's such an important question because, you know, as a member of the African People's Solidarity Committee, working under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party, and, you know, like, um somebody that's lived in the white world my whole life, you know, it's like there's this way that from the white population, we have a choice to be, to live in denial, you know, about the reality that we're in, that 
we experienced prosperity, health, resources, education, at the expense of genocide and colonialism. And there's this certain way that the Jewish population and in the Jewish family and community, there's this justification that because this is the greatest crime ever committed in the history of the world was the murder of 6 million Jews, just how you so eloquently pointed out, Penny, that you know hundreds of millions of indigenous people murdered you know, um, hundreds of millions of African people murdered, hundreds of millions of Russians murdered, you yep. know? And uh, so why, how can this be used, which it's, it's used as like a bludgeon to shut up anybody that wants to, um, you know, uh, speak out in defense of African people or as a bludgeon against African people speaking out in their own interest. No, this is the greatest crime, and you can't even say it like what um, what you just said, Penny. And it's such a cynical justification of the existence of our existence as white people, as colonizers. It's it's a way that we can justify our existence and justify that somehow we are the oppressed people, the most oppressed as Jews in the history of the world. But how can that be? And anybody with the eyes to see or a heart to feel or ears to hear has to see that that is a lie. And it's a lie that is so easy to buy as a white person, you know, that because then that means that we're right, we're good, as George Bush told us, you know, and that what we do is good and therefore we got to just keep doing what we're doing and those other people, that's just not have any relationship to us. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, as Chairman O'Malley laid out, all white people, including Jews like myself, live on a pedestal of African people and of indigenous people and Palestinian people and oppressed people all over the world that have been murdered so that we can get a, you know, frappa latte or, you know, make a lot of money in the stock market right. and, you know, or go out and be an artist, you know, and not have to get a real actual job for 50 years. You know, we got that at the expense of murder and torture. And right now it is in our face when we can see what Israel is doing to the Palestinians. And it's really, I don't know how anybody can justify that you know, at this very moment. It's so blatant, but I think it's so important what the party raises and what the Palestinian people are raising as well is the genocide of African people is what allowed the genocide of Palestinians to be occurring in this way. And so white people that live in America have to, we have to speak out against the genocide of the Palestinians, but we also have to take responsibility for the genocide of African people that is, we have been the beneficiaries of, you know, for decades and decades and decades. Uhura, really well said. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate that. And, you know, I just, uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, Comrade Jesse, um, that the, the African People's Socialist Party and Chairman Omali Shatella uh, have always, in the whole history of their existence, the party was formed in, in 1972, but this even goes back before that, um, just absolute 
just unity and international solidarity with the with the Palestinian people and the relationship of the Palestinian people and, and African people. And it's something that I think the Palestinian people are really acknowledging due to, in particular, uh, they always have, but in particular because of the current, uh, you know, work on the part of uh, efforts on the part of the state of South Africa, which is a colonial state to the African people to live there. But yet it is a very powerful stand um, charging that has brought to the United Nations the charge of genocide against the state of Israel. And, you know, it was a powerful, just beautiful thing to do. And I've seen videos uh, from Palestinians on YouTube, from Ramallah and other places thanking, thanking the African people for the stand. And I think they, you know, in Ramallah and other places, they've, they've, they've built statues to, you know, to Africans. And, and it, it's, you know, it's very, it's very beautiful to see that. And certainly the chairman, um, Chairman Omali Shatella has spoken at Palestinian events. We were just looking at one in the, in the archives of the Burning Spear where the chairman spoke in San Francisco to a huge crowd in 1981, and that was even before the mm-hmm. Jabrin and Shatila massacres. Yeah. It was the 30th or 33rd anniversary of the, uh, I think, of the General Union of Palestinian Students. So that mm-hmm. there were, it was packed with Palestinian and Arab people, and the chairman, you know, just spoke out um, from the stage his his profound unity with the Palestinians and just, they just started stamping their feet and clapping and yelling, you know, the people united will never be defeated. And it's, you know, it's just profound to say. And I I wanted to ask you, Jesse, because currently the African People's Socialist Party is under attack um, by the state and it's for its leadership, the chairman's leadership around the world fighting for the African revolution, which means everyone is on the shoulders of African people, the yeah. entire world. Uh, when Africa is free, you know, imperialism can't and colonialism can't stand. And the world, this will be, you know, the freedom of the world and of all oppressed peoples. And so there is a relationship between the uprising of the Palestinian people and the relation of relationship of African people and the current attack. Mm-hmm. on the African People's Socialist Party. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered if you could, you know, if you could address that. Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. And I think something that Chairman Chairman Amali Shatella has been saying recently is that the attacks by the state of Israel against the Palestinian people in Gaza are happening for the same reason that the U.S. government is attacking the African People's Socialist Party, because the people in Gaza and the African People's Socialist Party are not involved in protest. They're not protest movements. They're anti-colonial struggles. The Palestinians on the ground in Gaza are waging a struggle to negate colonialism. And the African People's Socialist Party is engaged in the U.S. and everywhere it exists throughout the world in an actual practical struggle to negate colonialism, to negate the colonial rule over the lives of African people. And I think that's a really important point. And I think, um, you know, also uh, the point that, that the chairman always makes that, um, that, you know, white people, including Jews, who are opposed to what 
the state of Israel is doing uh, in, in occupied Palestine, that we can't walk over the bodies of, of African people and of the indigenous people and of the Palestine right here. And, you know, yeah. as you said, that this, this uh, United States is a colonial settler state. And I think that point is one is possibly the most important point that, you know, we, we take out to, to Jewish people with uh, Jews against colonialism and with, with the work of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, because there is a growing uh, number of Jews in this country who are, who are beginning to question on a deeper level the automatic loyalty and allegiance to the state of Israel than ever before. Uh, even in the New York Times today, there was an interview with a, a Jewish woman from St. Louis where they asked her, um, can you imagine uh, um, can you imagine a world without Israel or do you see the future? Is there is there a place for for Israel in the future in your in your view or something like that? And she said, I don't think there can be an Israel without the oppression of the Palestinian people, which was surprising, yeah. you know, to see that kind of statement. Um, but there's also this sense that, uh, you know, there's a way that you can now come out and oppose Zionism, but not address the fundamental contradiction of colonialism. And actually, there was another article in The Burning Spear uh, from, from the 1980s where the chairman was saying that for a lot of white progressives, so-called, and leftists, Jews and non-Jews, it's, it's possible to see settler colonialism if it's 40 years old, because mm -hmm. at the time, yeah. Israel was only 40 years old. But if it's 400 years old, you just yeah. take it for granted yeah. and you don't yeah. see it. And basically what the chairman was saying was like, we're not going to let Israel become, get to 400 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. way, the way that's going to happen is through overturning settler colonialism here and the whole, you know, colonial mode of production. So, um, so I, I think, you know, winning, winning white people, winning Jews to, to embrace the leadership of the African revolution and to take this moment like this, this opening, this window of opportunity where there is this anti-Zionist um, consciousness has to, it has, like you said, it has to go further. It has to become an anti-colonial consciousness, which takes us to the conclusion of solidarity with the African revolution. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's really, really powerful because the colonial question is the essence mm -hmm. of all of the contradictions. It's the it's the starting part, the point, the original sin, mm -hmm. so to speak, of all of the contradictions that we see in the society, of all the wars, of all the oppression. You know, we can't just fight like the, like you were saying. Chairman, the chairman, chairman O'Malley should tell us says that this is not a protest movement. We can't just fight this little yeah. example yeah. and this little symptom and you know this manifestation of something. We have to, it has to be um, a movement that is going to end this system forever and build a world in which all human beings can live. And the only possible way mm -hmm. that that can happen is through the leadership of, of African people who, um, who, you know, whose oppression and attack and assault by Europe started in the 1400s that opened up the entire world to be colonized by Europe and for the benefit of the wealth of Europe. And all of those people, the majority of humanity, 
right now are saying, no, yeah. no way. This is not going to continue. Yeah. They're going to be free. And just the articulations of the indigenous people, mm-hmm. Palestinian people, and certainly African people and African People's Socialist Party all echoes around the same mantra when they say, we want to be free. We want our own power and self-determination and we want the return of our stolen land and resources. And that is echoed and reverberates around the world today. And that's what we're looking at. And the only future for white people is under the leadership of the African revolution, which is in, you know, is it just in the deepest, most profound unity with indigenous and colonized and Palestinian people and all oppressed peoples everywhere. Can I say one thing on that too? Yeah. Because I went to visit my family over the holidays and of course we got in some discussions and one of the things was the Palestinians want to kill all the Jews. Like that's the thing that they were saying. And the thing is, no, that is not what the Palestinians are saying. They're saying they want to be free. They're saying they want to have self-determination. They want to have control over their land. It's the same thing as African people are saying. They want to be free. They want to have be self-determining people, you know, and then white people take it and Jewish people take it as they hate us. They want to kill us, you know, and the thing is, no, they're saying we don't have to be in that place. You know, it's not the same. It's not like we want to kill them, they want to kill us, you know? It's like they want to be free and self-determining people. And we have a choice of where are we going to stand? Are we going to stand with humanity? Or are we going to try to block, you know, the freedom of humanity with our own bodies? And, yeah. and it's like the, that is the struggle for us as Jewish people to be able to hear it, mm-hmm. you know, that no, that is not... It's Jews, it's, you know, it's Netanyahu and the Israelis that just killed 25,000 or more even, you know, people. That's who's doing the murdering, you know, and, you know, it just, but the way that white people take it, and that's what the party is saying to us, get ourselves out of the center and our alienation from the rest of humanity, join with humanity see the world from the perspective of the majority of the world, you know, and that gives us a chance to be part of a positive new future, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, you yeah. know, I, we I have really to hear it. That. You know? Yeah. I really appreciate what you're raising. And, you know, this, this whole mentality that what, what white people are saying when they say that is, they're going to do to us what we did to them. Right. right. And there will be price to pay. But the price to pay is a new world in which white people are not do not control the earth, which colonialism does not control the earth, and which, in which people have power, in which all human beings can live in peace. And that's what we have to be in solidarity with and and you know, and, and just defend and, and fight for the liberation of the Palestinian people. Um, and it does mean jumping off the pedestal. It does mean abandoning our, our self-identity as colonizers 
as you know, they often say the privilege, the you know, those um, sitting sit, living at the expense of everybody else. That's not going to happen. Right. But it's it's not about and and certainly, you know, anybody that wants to that will fight to uphold the old system will have to, you know, be dispensed with one way or another, but go to prison or whatever. But the, the reality is that, you know, that the whole material basis of the political and economic system that we live in, that is parasitic, that is blood sucking, that can only exist through other people's suffering, that is going to go. Yeah, that has to go. Yes. And that's what, you know, you know, everybody and, and Chairman O'Malley Chatella has worked so hard over and over again to speak to all white people that this is a future that we can be part of. Mm-hmm. We can be part of. There is a place for us here. And this is why our work is reparations to to African people, returning the stolen resources out there, winning other white people to throw off the colonizer mentality that is, you know, that it has its roots in the material reality of the oppression and theft of, of everybody else's life, liberty, and, and, you know, means production. And so uh, this is a powerful time in history, and, and we really want to join in, in calling for all white people to stand on the forward side of history and stand under the leadership of the African revolution. This is, this is it. So um, comrade Jesse, any closing words? Yes. Go ahead. Talk about the, the uh, Uhuru Solidarity Movement National Convention coming up. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, I'm excited to talk about this because um, Jews Against Colonialism will actually have a panel discussion at this, uh, this convention, our national convention this year, which is called No More Genocide in Our Name. It's taking place Saturday and Sunday, March 9th and 10th uh, of this year in uh, Aquaba Hall, 4101 West Florissant Ave here in St. Louis. Registration information is available at nomoregenocide.eventb, that's eventbee.com. And this is the national convention that the Uhuru Solidarity Movement holds on an annual basis. This year, our convention is saying that from Gaza to West Africa to North St. Louis, the resistance of oppressed peoples is shaking the foundation of the colonial mode of production. And this is a call to white people to go beyond protest, build a movement of anti-colonial solidarity with the African revolution. And I guess for my closing remarks here, I just want to quote one last time from the Burning Spear Archives, January 1981. And it's in a a paragraph above an illustration that was perhaps done by Ruby. Um, (laughs) I can show you in a little bit. Um, But it says, the Zionist state of Israel has capitalized on the oppression of Jews at different times in history and used this to unite many Jewish working people with the expansionist Zionist ruling class. It must become clear to Jewish people that their real interest lies with the fighting peoples of the world. Jewish people in occupied Palestine must abandon their relationship with the bloodthirsty Zionist regime and move in active solidarity with the just demands of the Palestinian people. So those are the words of the Burning Spear newspaper 40 years ago, and they ring true as true as ever today as they ever did. Absolutely. It's still true. And, and I did just want to, I want to reiterate those calls that were just made by, by Ruby, Chair Jesse, and Chairwoman Penny. 
Uh, if you're someone that, that benefits off this social system, you need to make that commitment. Uh, you need to say to yourself, I don't want to live in this system that's benefiting uh, off of other other people, off of oppressed people. And and a good good first step would be coming to the uh, Uhuru Solidarity National Conference. No more genocide in our name. So again, that's March 9th and 10th. And uh, you can go to nomoregenocide.eventb.com. And I want to thank all of you for joining me. Um, this is Reparations in Action. And this is, you know, analysis you can only get uh, if, you know, if you're a part of this movement, if, if you, you know, take the lessons from Chairman Amalia Shatella and the African People's Socialist Party. And uh, I just, you know, one more time, you know, no more genocide in our name. Uhuru. Uhuru. This has been an episode of Reparations in Action, a biased podcast of white solidarity with black power. My name is Jamie Simpson. We'd like to thank our team of volunteers. Our sound engineer is Aaron Loss, who also composes our theme music. Our research coordinator is Alex Pletcher. Reparations in Action is produced by Penny Hess, Jesse Neville, and Lisa Watson from the Black Power 96 studio in St. Petersburg, Florida. A shout out to Burning Spear media director Akile Anayi, as well as Black Power 96, WBPULP St. Petersburg, and the station manager, Mr. Eddie Maltzby. If you like what you've heard today, you can go to Apple Podcasts and rate this podcast. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or if you would like to join our volunteer team, you can email us at RIA at blackpower96.org. That's RIA at blackpower96.org. A special thanks to Chairman Omalia Shatella and the African People's Socialist Party, without whose relentless leadership and theory of African internationalism, none of the understandings presented on reparations in action would be possible.